Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to a very festive special episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. There it is, you always know it's Christmas when G's got his bells out. Uh, my name's Dan, I'm here with G, the editor of thewrongfootball.com, and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. Ooh, I say. <laughs> See, this is all uh, been very good this year, just like Santa, we're here to deliver some festive treats in the form of uh, some of the best action from week 15 of the NFL regular season. And we're also going to be taking a look ahead to see uh, who is facing off over the Christmas weekend. But first of all, let's have a look at what's happening around the league. How's things, G? Have you, uh, have you been naughty or nice this year? I feel that that's a slightly judgmental question, and I think it's important to label a child's behaviour as being being naughty or nice rather than the child themselves. Otherwise, you give them an unfair developmental standpoint of whether they are inherently evil and therefore they won't try and behave well. Um, <laughs> the uh, so the talking points we're going to have a look at this year. We're going to keep it festive, keep it as festive as we as we possibly ho, can. Ho ho ho! Uh, the the playoff picture. We're going to uh, we're going to have a look at that in terms of crackers and turkeys. So um, as we head towards the uh, the playoffs, there's a uh, number of teams who are looking to to either continue their season into January uh, or that we think might uh, potentially fall away by the wayside. If they're a Christmas cracker, that means they have a good uh, good chance of making the playoffs. And if they're a Christmas turkey, then we don't think they've got a chance at all. So uh, we'll start with the AFC then. Um, the Houston Texans. Let's uh, let's start with the uh, with the Texans. G. The uh, how do you think they're uh, what do you think their chances are like? I'm beginning to wonder if they might be like cold turkey. <laughs> cold turkey. It, it, it's just that. They will get onto the game in a bit, but they benched um, Brock Osweiler in the second quarter and, yeah. and came back and won just about. But they're on eight and six. Um, the Titans seem to be on a bit better roll, and just you know they're behind the Dolphins now. Oh, nine and five. The Chiefs have got um, are on ten and four, and you just you get the feeling they could be on the outside looking in, but they're still in there. Mm. But yeah, not sure yeah. about them. Yeah, currently uh, currently top of the AFC South, but they are. Pretty much joint with the uh, the Titans, who, uh, who who could go again, could go either way, like you say. How about the uh, the Broncos? It was a bit of uh, bit of a fallout for the Broncos yesterday. I, I heard. I don't know about you. I think they could be a turkey. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I just think that that's a bad loss. It was a competitive division, and I just think that they're too many games behind. It's a funny one for the uh, for, for them because they they're generally they're generally there thereabouts for this season. Obviously, the the, the Manning effect is going to have uh, had, had a bit of a uh, yeah, played a bit of a part in that. But it's it's strange to see them not not really particularly in the They've running. They've had a slight dip in that their defense isn't as good against a run this this season, and their offense is just you know it turns out that Manning was doing something behind yeah. that 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 offense, and it's just not quite thick for them this year. Mm. How about the uh, the mighty Miami Dolphins? Clearly, I think they're a, uh, a cracker. I think they've got a uh, got a good chance. What about what about you? Yeah, no, I'm thinking they've got a good chance. They, they just keep finding a way. Obviously, it was an impressive win. It was only against the Jets, but you know, nine and five, they've got a real opportunity. Um, I believe you're welcoming the Patriots to uh, Miami fairly soon, and apparently, the Patriots are like zero for three in the last three visits down to Miami. So, um, yeah. and at twelve and two and secured a bye, I, I get a feeling that yeah, they could sneak in as a wild card this year. I think you might be right, and with, with obviously Bills next week as well so it's a, uh, a good chance for the uh, for the Dolphins to, to pull away a little bit um, Oakland Raiders they're currently top of the AFC West sitting sitting uh, pretty pretty much level with the with the Kansas City Chiefs yeah um, I, I think the Raiders um, it's interesting that the Chiefs have, have got the um, have beaten them twice so have that advantage but falling a game behind after a loss at the weekend yeah it looks like the um, I'm sure they haven't actually already guaranteed their access the uh, who, the, the Raiders yeah don't think they've quite guaranteed it because they've got the uh, the this this Chiefs on on pretty much the same uh, same record as them. Yeah, but there's only there's only um, 
there's only like dolphins who theoretically can equal their record as a wild card. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, no, that's a good. That's a good point. The Raiders, in, in fact, oh no, I think I think you are right. Actually, I think they have pretty much. I know how much it pains you to say that. Yeah, no, I, I think doing the maths, I think you are right, and I think uh, yeah, it'll be the first time in a, in, a, in a good little while that they'll uh, they'll have made the uh, made the the playoffs. Um, how about the Baltimore Ravens? One in, uh, in in your division, the NFC North, currently sitting second on eight and six. Half turkey, half cracker. Um, yeah. I mean, basically, they need to beat Pittsburgh um, next week and then win again, and I think that might get them on division record. But I mean, they've got a shot because of the AFC North. Um, but you know, it's it's a worrying game, and it was a bad loss for them. Well, let's have a yeah, move on to the NF. See, uh, and we'll have a look at uh, some of the teams there. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Now they're doing. They're having a pretty good season, aren't they? I, I think for, personally, for for me, I think the uh, the Falcons are a cracker. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, nine and five in their division. It was a very solid win. Seem to be rounding. Not a brilliant defense, but getting enough to complement the um, high powered offense. And yeah, I, I think I concur. I think they're going through. They, I think they, uh, they they certainly should be they uh, yeah top of top of their division uh, one one game ahead of the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so yeah I think they uh, they are uh, going to do good things uh, speaking of the, with which Tampa Bay Buccaneers they they they're second obviously uh, as I say eight and six mm, I I don't know I think they've they've been quietly good this season haven't they. Yeah, they've, they've had a good surge recently. Um, it was interesting watching them, and we'll we'll cover the game that game in more detail. Um, but they're in a precarious position. You've got Green Bay is suddenly on eight and six, and you know the Giants have pretty much, I believe, sewn up their playoff yeah. appearance at ten and four. And so, you know, they're they're basically battling for Green Bay. I think for the um, for that final wildcard space. Yeah. What about Washington? Um, Washington again. They've been another one that have, that have had a, had a pretty pretty good season uh, this this season. Uh, they are third in their in their uh, division at the minute on seven and five seven five and one. Sorry, should uh, should include it that. Sort one, of all depends on tonight. Um, they're hanging in status because they're the Monday night football and, and uh, spo- not spoiler alert. What's the word we're looking for? Temporal analysis for the um, <laughs> for the wrong football podcast. This we're recording two days early because you know things are weird. And so Washington have yet to play the Panthers tonight. And that could make five and one. That would leave them in that sort of melange of teams fighting for that second wildcard spot. But, but but basically they need to keep winning. So they're yeah. alive, but you know they, they might be more turkey than cracker. Yeah, well, two other two other teams that uh, that, that look like they're going to be fighting for a, for a wild card position, uh, which which really I wouldn't have seen coming at the, at the beginning of the season are the, the Packers and the Vikings. Uh, and the Packers are second in the in the NFC North on eight and six, and the Vikings are at seven and seven. So it's a uh, yeah, it's, it's it's been a strange season that, uh, this one for the F- uh, the NFC North. Yeah, I'm prepared to write the Vikings off, much as I hate to do it. Um, yeah. But I just think that that loss was one too many, and um, when you factor in the fact that the Green Bay are playing Detroit, and so you could you could see Green Bay could win out and sneak in, and uh, as the division winners, and Detroit might fall off um, uh, and come in as a wild card. You know, that's very much up to grabs. But I just think that with Washington in there as well, but. that, that and Tampa Bay there's too many teams there and I think Minnesota have just got too much to do I think you're right Packers on the other hand I think I think they could be a cracker they could be they're, certainly, they're hitting form at the right time they left it late but you know they, yeah. they can still get to 10 and 10 usually does it for you Mm. Well, there's uh, there's just two weeks left of the uh, regular season, so not long to uh, to find out now to see who ends up with those with those uh, final couple of wild card slots. Ah! Run that over here. 
Uh, the Bills are back. Uh, this week 15, let's have a look at uh, some of the uh, the bigger games from this week then. The LA Rams and the Seattle Seahawks met on, uh, on Thursday night. They were the first game of the week. Uh, it was uh, it was John Fassel's very first game in charge of the LA Rams. Uh, and the Seahawks obviously needed to win as well to, uh, to guarantee themselves top spot in the NFC West. And obviously get themselves some uh, some of that that sweet sweet postseason football um the rams yeah it was it was a it was a bit of a struggle for the rams wasn't it it ended 24-3 to the uh, to the seahawks but uh, yeah rams really kind of struggled for a lot of the game well, we touched upon this a little bit um, last week, just when we were talking about what is going on with the Rams and the dysfunction and the firing of um, Jeff Fisher. And one of the odd things about it was the timing is such that um, Fassel had, I think, like three days. If all the weeks that you're going to fire your head coach before a Thursday night game was not a great one. So, you know, no. he didn't really have any time to do anything. And no, the, the, the Rams looked bad on both sides of the ball. Uh, the Seahawks didn't look great either. Um you know, it, it, the Rams failed to generate anything, but the Seahawks um, only scored 24 and looks kind of sluggish doing it. Mm. Um, but they got the win, and you just you do just worry. You know, Cam Chancellor going down as well as Earl Thomas. You know, it, it might be one of the Seahawks are, are kind of like you'd be wary of them because they have the, the playoff reps and, and they have some serious players. But they are. It feels like they're definitely coming in, heading into the playoffs as a wounded animal this year. Yeah, well, one player who who kind of looked looked a bit wounded last week, but was was kind of a different guy. I think this year, this week was was Russell Wilson. Um, Nineteen uh, completions up for uh, twenty six attempts, two hundred and twenty nine yards, and uh, and three touchdowns. And, and and obviously, I mean, he, he was helped by the fact that the uh, the, the O line didn't didn't let as many sacks as they did last week. But uh, yeah, a much better game from from Russell Wilson. They seem to be getting very erratic play from their lines at the moment, and um, I think also, I mean, that Rams off defensive line should be playing better than it is Hmm. Um, Aaron Donald is a phenomenal player Robert Quinn is a great player Um, you know Aaron Donald got himself a um, you know a fairly stupid um, 15 yard penalty throwing a flag and it's just you can tell that it's gone sort of bad and the dressing room's gone wrong and it was just yeah it was not exactly a great showcase for the NFL on a Thursday night yeah Um, Tyler Lockett looked like he had a pretty good game as well didn't he yeah, no, that that was a bright spot, and he's been a bit erratic this year. I think he's been struggling with injuries. He picked up a knock earlier on, and he's not been quite himself. So I do think he might really kick on next year if he can get healthy. But certainly, he looked to be featuring a bit more in this one. Yeah, um, what do you think of the uh, the Rams' offense? I know obviously they they, they 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 obviously didn't score many points. I thought they actually looked pretty pretty aggressive when they when they when they were going for it. I didn't think they were they looked as bad perhaps as, as the as the scoreline might suggest. I don't know, there's still the Rams offense has been still fits and starts. I mean, as much as anything, Goff just keeps missing players and I'm not sure how quick he's processing the offense and that comes with reps and time and you know he wasn't started for a long time and it looks like that might be a reason but mm. um, you know there was a player that basically fell down in the end zone when he failed to get in the ball he missed a few other um, open receivers and also sailed some balls high and low and I, I'm not sure that it's nothing that can't be fixed with an offense that's running on time and being really really tutored well but you, you have to think that um, a high priority for um, the, the Rams particularly given that they're in LA and the way that the LA market is with winners that they need like a like a big name offensive guy who's going to put a um a, a unit together that's going to attract attention and you know if you're going to lose and you need to be losing like 35 32 and giving something that the LA crowd will enjoy yeah well they they were they one thing they will have, have enjoyed was was how aggressive they they tried to be they did uh, did try a fake punt at one point i love love to see fake punts but uh, yeah it didn't quite work yeah, and then we had the Seahawks fake pump where the guy bobbled it, and um, I'm, I'm fairly certain he was hit 
you know, bad enough to be injured. And I was saying, yeah. I hope he's okay to punt it. But yeah, and, and this is why punters are punters because he literally, he just bobbled. There was no reason for it. The ball just came out and it's like, oh, juggling, which, yeah. you know, was slightly comical until he gets hit like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, uh, this was, uh, was, a, was a game that you picked up on me. You, uh, you picked the Seahawks. Uh, you were correct on that occasion. Um, Second game, the uh, the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets faced each other on Saturday night. Uh, strangely, obviously, with there being no uh, no college game this week, uh, Jets uh, currently propping up the AFC East, while the Dolphins obviously keeping their playoff hopes alive uh, with some fairly consistent performances so far. But Tannehill was out, so uh, yeah, Matt Moore started on this one. What did you What did you think? He seems to do all right, and this goes to prove, I think, that Adam Gase seems to have got a, a feel for his team on offense, and yeah. they seem to be playing um, quite well. They it was kind of a slightly strange game for me in that the Jets in the first quarter looked okay. Mm. Bryce Pretty came out and looked, you know, not uh, outstanding, but you know, at least vaguely competent. And then after the first quarter, everything seemed to fall apart for the, for the Jets, and I do mean everything. You know, you blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. Um, the offense got going. There was very little pass rush um, yeah. for for the Jets against your team, and then your guys were getting great pressure on, on them, and 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 Petty actually got knocked out of the game, and we got Fitzpatrick in late, and it was. It was a slightly messy game, but it, it's it's that pulling together that I commented a few weeks ago with the Dolphins, and they really do seem to be functioning your team, and that's going to make you feel a lot more comfortable that maybe Gase is good enough to 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 pull this thing together when I have been critical, and I'm not totally convinced that they won't do similar things next year at the front office. Yeah, no, it really does. I, I think Adam Gase is, uh, is obviously done, it's quite obvious that he's done done some good things. I think one thing that helps is the fact that he's only he's only thirty eight. He probably I, I would suggest he he would probably relate to his players quite a lot a lot better than some some perhaps older coaches. Um, and he's yeah he, he he seems like a good guy and he's he's doing doing good things in Miami. I'm not I'm never too worried about age. I think that's a state of mind. I think that if you look at someone like um, Pete Carroll, who um, is one of the oldest coaches, like sixty five or sixty eight yeah. or something, and he's very much a players coach. Relate relates to his guys so I don't necessarily think it's an age thing but I do think Gase has clearly galvanised that team and that's something that you've been lacking in recent years because you've had enough excuses to jack it in that has happened in previous seasons you know with the line injuries and stuff you know there's been enough stuff there that you could see it going wrong but you look at the way he handled JHI earlier in the season and yeah he's clearly putting his stamp on that team yeah, well, one thing that uh, that probably surprised me a little bit was was JHI really. I'd I'd kind of given given the Jets and given what they look like in the in in the in the games up to this point, I, I kind of expected JHI to have a really good game. Um, but the other thing, obviously, the, the other obvious reason I suppose is because Tannehill was out. Matt Moore in for his first start since two thousand eleven. You, you'd have thought they'd be they'd they'd try and sort of at least spread the uh, spread the the attempts a bit a bit bit wider than they than they perhaps did, but. Yeah, Joey Joey wasn't particularly effective. 51 yards from 19 attempts. I don't have the figures in front of me, but um, t- to my feeling, the one thing that, that the Jets can still hang their hat on a bit is they've still got those players on the defensive line and, and they may not be getting pass pressure, but they um, uh, or pass rush rather, but they are at least still solid in, in stacking up against the run. And yeah, they did seem to do that in this game. So it didn't mm. necessarily surprise me, but I wouldn't like to swear to it without going and going up and looking at my DVOA figures. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, well, it was, it was close, a close one up to half time. Like you say, the Jets uh, did, did kind of start pretty strong, which we, I think as, as a Dolphins fan, I'm kind of used to. We uh, all 
whole season we've we've not looked particularly good to start with, and then we've we've, we've kind of come on from there. But uh, yeah, it was just three points in it at half time, but really in the in the third quarter was where the uh, where the Dolphins started to pull away. Uh, nice sixty six yard catch and run touchdown from Jarvis Landry, as you as you mentioned earlier. Obviously a, a block punt return for a touchdown as well, um, and we were probably helped a little bit, I suppose, by by Bryce Petty going out injured in the third quarter, and 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 really Ryan Fitzpatrick not having a particularly good uh, good good game when he did come on. Yeah, he was probably terrified. I mean, I mean, yeah, the I reason so. Petty went out was because he got met in the middle by two Dolphins defenders and just sandwiched on. Was actually a pretty damn good throw that he made at the time. But yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was late, and he was also trying to push um, and get the get get them back into the game, and mm. so he was taking a few chances. And so I wouldn't hold that necessarily against Fitzpatrick too much. But yeah, it, it was it was a rough outing for him. You make a good point, actually. Dominican Sue had a really good game. I thought. I uh, thought he had a. He, he he was getting. He was him he was and Cameron through. Wake were were causing a lot of problems. Very much so. Very much so. But yeah, no, it was a good. Uh, good game. Obviously, Jets got a uh, field goal in the fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, it was all all kind of done by then. So we we both got this one right. You uh, you decided to join me as a, uh, as a as an honorary dolphin for the week. So uh, yeah, we we both picked this one uh, correctly. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Hold on. Miami Dolphins. Miami Brilliant. Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. Sounds even better with the sleigh bells. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Ooh, Bengals. I hate now, this my is life. <laughs> That's it. This, this is a game that... that, that, that Broke well, my... These, Heart. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine so. These two teams don't don't usually pull punches when they when they meet each other. Given the, uh, the the two teams, I thought it was a bit tame. Um, it ha- it had its fits and moments. We had um Burfitt getting his obligatory unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, Standard. Yeah. Um, Kirkpatrick giving up three penalties, including two in a row. Um, Adam Jones got done for for taunting. I'm fairly certain. So you know, it was. <laughs> It wasn't as explosive and, and as awful as it has been recently, but there's, there's still a lack of discipline, and it, it still does make me wonder. It's that sort of performance that makes me wonder about whether it's time for Marvin Lewis to go, and I'm sorry I'm seesawing and going, well, was he turning it around last week? But that was a bitty performance, and what happened to the offense? You know, 20 to 3 it was at halftime, I think, or maybe 20 to yeah. 6, and they just kept eking back in and back in. Oh, I take it back, 20 to 9, but, you know, 20 points up, and we got, like, 38 yards in the second half or something ridiculous. You, you still look like you were, you were in control, certainly, for the uh, a lot of the first half. We should probably mention it did finish 24-20 to the, uh, the Pittsburgh yeah, Steelers. Uh, Apologies, Jay. But just, you know, all those field goals and, and, and what started off as, you know, like, the ball was going around and seemed to be quite well spread out and, and, and doing okay, and then it just all dried up. I mean, Brandon LaFell got nearly 91 yards and and it just it was just heartbreaking again but it, it wasn't too bad because it's been a rotten season and, and yeah. so you know, it's sort of like okay it's time to regroup and see what happens but yeah it, it's frustrating for sure were you, were you worried when you saw Vontae's perfect go off with the uh, with, a, with an evaluation for concussion yeah, and I'm interested that he came back and he played in the he second did. half, and and we were a little a little um, low on linebackers at that point because Flowers was out. Was it Ray? One of them, uh, Ray was out um, with um, he tweaked an ankle or something in in a kickoff, and you could see him go down on one knee, and and then you've got Vigil out uh, as one of our young rookies from this year, and he hasn't played a lot this season. And there's there's a lot of talk about his speed and his ability, but yeah, it, it was getting a little bit low, and we were picking up a few injuries in the secondary at one point as well, and and you know they got a couple of big bombs late, and I, I thought the Steelers were surprisingly quiet considering the weapons they've got, but Antonio, Antonio Brown did a little better than usual. Because we've sort of held him in check recently, and Le'Veon Bell is Le'Veon Bell, and that's yeah. who they seem to be riding at the moment. 
Yeah, they, they certainly do. Um, Randy Bullock uh, made his first start as a Bengal. Fantastic name, that. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, all you wanted, you're just mentioning him because you want to say Randy Bullock. Just because you want to say the name. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. It's not quite up there. It's, it's up there with Ha Ha Clinton Dix. It's not quite on that level, but it's, it's not far off. He, uh, yeah, made his uh, his first start as a Bengal. Looks, it looks okay, didn't he? Certainly, certainly more consistent in, in that game than uh, than Nugent perhaps I mean Nugent just had so many problems that yeah it, it, it was time to have someone um, consistent and I would just have to see if that's a long term solution or if they look at kicker again in the off season yeah uh, well you were uh, you, you, you've you obviously put together a uh, quite a big lead but obviously got pegged uh, pegged back and went down by that four with uh, with seven minutes to go and really couldn't get back into it could you um what i think one of the reasons for that i think ben roethlisberger looked looked pretty good again he uh, was back to it he had probably one of the worst games i've ever seen him have last week but uh, yeah this week he, he seemed to be back to normal just couldn't quite get to him and that was yeah. the frustrating thing was that there was pass pressure there but just couldn't quite get to him and I'm fairly certain that um, Gino Atkins got his obligatory sack because he is amazing and <laughs> relentless but just couldn't quite get enough pressure but um, it was okay rather than stellar it was sort of that accumulation of of, um, of points and yardage rather than, than terrifying because they don't seem to quite have the um, counters. It was only late on when suddenly we had those all those twenty plus yard throws that it, it really got to us. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, it was one that I picked, and um, I picked it correctly. It was the uh, I picked the Steelers uh, as they uh, as they half won. a point out, half a point out. You, ah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I, I thought this was going to be a week when I was seeing the uh, results coming in. I thought mm, he's going to pull away from me on this, but actually, by the end of the week, we've we've not we're not done too badly. We're not uh, we're not too far off. So. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks still left to go, and we'll, we'll see how it uh, see how it pans out for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, last game, uh, it was the uh, the late game on Sunday night. Uh, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. The uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, won this one by twenty six points to twenty. They were really looking to bounce back after uh, their second loss of the season last week against the Giants. Uh, Buccaneers, on the other hand, have been uh, quite quietly uh, putting together a, a pretty good season, uh, and they really wanted to, to really push on and, and try and cement themselves a place in the off-season but unfortunately uh, wasn't wasn't to be yeah no and the Buccaneers are an interesting team because the defence couldn't seem to quite get a handle on uh, the Cowboys and stop them completely but they did seem to limit them score-wise and you know they were helped a little bit by um, at least one missed kick but um, yeah Defense wasn't quite as all over the place as I'd perhaps been expected. Other than Quan Alexander, who racked up like eleven tackles, just all yeah. the tackles for the team, and was everywhere for them. But um, for a lot of the game, the Cowboys did uh, sort of looked back to themselves. They ran the ball well. Um, Zeke Elliott went over for uh, over 150 yards on the ground, off only 23 carries. Um, I quite like the fact that they had. Um, Darren McFadden back and he took you know only three attempts but you know was on the field and you know I think you do need some other people to take um, some snaps for them but um, the striking thing for me is that James Winston is uh, a quarterback who's not afraid to let it rip and he he threw two intercept uh, sorry two touchdowns and three interceptions in this game but he is I hesitate to use the word gunslinger because you know when we're back into into Brett Favre, but he's he's not a game manager Alex Smith type. He will take chances and try and make make things happen, and and you know he'll extend the play and he's got good mobility and and you can see why he's done well this season. But this this game just wasn't quite there for them. 
Yeah, well, like you say, three interceptions, four sacks for him. It it, it looks it looks when you look at the uh, just purely looking at the stats, like he had a, a pretty bad game. But I'm, I'm assuming by from what you're saying there, it perhaps wasn't. Because oh, I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't watched this one. It's we're recording early. I haven't had a chance to watch it. Sue me. Um, <laughs> 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 I, I'm pretty, I, I mean, part of that was, uh, and I'm just double checking that I've got my numbers right. For that, that it was David Irving who, um, yeah, number ninety-five, who got a couple of sacks and was um, causing them real problems later in the game. And, and the yeah. defense played really well. And in fairness to the Buccaneers, they were, you know, they were within the score. It was a one-score game. You know, yeah. they were in it. They couldn't quite do it and that might be a little worrying for for the Cowboys as they really did look back together and didn't exactly pull away from this one. But the, given the results the Buccaneers have recently I don't think there's anything to be ashamed for and you know I don't think this is necessarily a huge speed bump for a young team who've come on a hell of a long way from not only last season but early on in this season when I thought they were in, in trouble and, and they've really turned it around and looked to be coming good and heading in the right direction yeah, I mean it was a, it was a fourth quarter comeback. That's going to go down as a fourth quarter comeback on the, for the for the uh, for the Cowboys. They were they were down by three going into the into the fourth quarter, and they were obviously three uh, three kicks, and they've 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 took the game. Yeah, so. and I think slow, you know, nice and steady from their offense, and I think that um, hopefully this will put to bed all the the nonsense surrounding um, sitting Dak Prescott for um, Tony Romo. Um, just because I think Romo is a great receiver to have um, on in, in sorry a great sort of backup quarterback now, but I, my worry is that whether he should play again because I just think that he's going to take another big hit and another bit of him is going to break off. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's it. He's, there's every there's every chance given given what he's been like for the uh, certainly for the past uh, for, for the past year. And just or so, one really fun last to... last thing is that we now have the NFL uh, the not not. You know the no fun league these days. Ezekiel Elliott leapt into one of the um, Salvation Army um, kettles, I think they're calling him, behind the end zone, which they have, and obviously the Salvation Army are apparently a big, a big um, uh, co sort of sponsor with with the Cowboys, and, and this is a year that they do a lot of their work. And so it was, it was. I kind of enjoyed the celebration, and he got flagged for fifteen yards. But for once, uh, the NFL are not finding him, which I, I think is kind of you know like the right thing in this particular instance. Absolutely, good good for Ezekiel Elliott for doing that, raising a bit of uh, bit of awareness towards this end of the season. I, I have no idea if he was deliberately raising awareness or saw, <laughs> saw saw something to leap into to celebrate and hide, and did that. But he's talking about he was expecting a big fine and was expecting to make a, a an equaling donation to to the salvation. Army, and I'm fairly certain he he's already announced that he's going to be um, making It'll a donation still, anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's sort of like nice little fun story out of it for once. That's it. Well, look at let's have a look at the uh, some of the rest of the games. And the uh, the Green Bay Packers beat the Chicago Bears by thirty points to twenty seven. They took a big lead, but the uh, the Bears drew level with uh, with with one minute nineteen to go. Uh, needed a kick in the final few seconds to, uh, to to get this one. But yeah, the Green Bay Packers ended up uh, beating the Chicago Bears by thirty points to twenty seven. And it's kind of incredible that they've they've pulled themselves back in out of the mess they weren't. But you know they were six and six, two wins, and suddenly it's like oh, everybody's talking like they're they're going to win out. It does it does yeah. feel like they're gaining momentum. Yeah, the uh, the Buffalo Bills beat the uh, Cleveland Browns by thirty three points to thirteen. It was a uh, good day for Shady McCoy, who made one hundred and fifty three rushing yards uh, and a couple of touchdowns. But the uh, yeah the Bills pretty much led throughout that game, and uh, yeah poor old Browns still still bottom of the AFC North playing the Chargers next week. That's that, that, that's their big hope for a win, I think. <laughs> we'll have to see. 
the Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens. This was a close one. This it was uh, twenty six twenty seven. The uh, the Ravens won it in the end. Um, I think it was a bad decision by the Eagles personally. The Eagles uh, got a touchdown in the last seconds, but they went for two points to uh, to try and win it rather than just taking a kick and, and going for uh, for overtime. Do you think they were already off on their Christmas holidays? I think that they're a young team with nothing to lose, and um, they were taking the chance because they knew they were outmatched, and so take the chance to see if they can get the win. So I don't actually mind it as a decision. And if you listen to the coaches, the worst decision was pretty much John Harbaugh's putting his, his hand up because of the um, of letting um, Flacco pass it rather earlier on in the game, where he promptly threw an interception and let the Eagles back yeah. in when when he wanted to run. So um, I think he described it as the worst coaching decision in history. So. Um, <laughs> I think I think that might be the one we should focus on rather than the two point conversion. Yeah, possibly by the sounds of things. Um, the Titans and the Chiefs met uh, last night in, a, in what was a bitterly cold game. I'm uh, I'm told. Nineteen uh, seventeen, the, uh, the the win uh, for the Tennessee Titans on this one. It was a kick in the last second again that, uh, yeah, that won the Titans and, the game. And, and Andy Reid um, chose to ice his kicker in minus nine degrees centigrade. I think, I think that kind of ices it for him, doesn't yes, it? Yes, and and for, for kicker. <laughs> Missed the um, first field goal by about five yards and somehow managed to get the second one. Uh, and the ball Ooh. and the ball's like a block of ice. And reading up earlier, and, and the quote was that you know basically forget technique. I'm just going to hit this as hard as he can. Now I don't think he quite did that because you don't kick 53 yards if you just try and welly it. But yeah, it, it was yeah. it was an interesting decision and not bad from Mariota, a kid from Hawaii coming in to play the coldest game ever and did all right. Maybe no, not enough, pretty yeah. figures, but you know, got the job done when he needed to, and that's a, a really good win for the Titans that I was not expecting. But then, hey, basically, if you want to predict how the Titans are doing, go the opposite way to me. <laughs> uh, the Lions and the Giants met uh, on on Sunday as well. It was seventeen six to the Giants. Uh, they're on a bit of a roll now. The uh, the Lions uh, couldn't couldn't really score all, or a touchdown all game, but yeah, the Giants. Uh, Putting together a good a good one, and like we say, they're 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 uh, pretty much guaranteed a place in the uh, in, in the postseason. Yeah, and the Giants um, building a defense through free agency, uh, dispro- well, not disproving because I still think it's the right way to do it because by far the majority of teams who try and build their team or a side of the ball through yeah. free agency it goes wrong but it has paid off for the Giants this year there's no getting away from it and it, it seems to be coming good at the right time for them and, and off they go to the playoffs and we'll see if there's another run in there yeah the uh, Colts and the Vikings both going into next week at 7-7 seven and seven. it was 34-6 to the Colts this week uh, they took a massive lead uh, they went in 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 twenty seven nothing at half time and and they kept that uh, kept that lead throughout. Uh, Colts had almost twice the ball time of the Vikings as well, so it was quite a convincing win for for Indianapolis. Yeah, no idea where that came from. The Colts um, form has been off, and the Vikings defense has been really good the last yeah. couple of weeks. And this is and at home at all, I'm just really surprised by this result. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans, and again another game, another close one, another one with uh, with with just one point in it. It's quite a few of them this week. Um, Texans dropped Osweiler. Uh, in the second quarter for Tom Savage and he had a, he had a, had a pretty good game in the end um, and uh, yeah unfortunately on the other side of the ball uh, Bortles managed only only 92 yards in the air and, and, and I think the performance really uh, saw the end to, uh, to to Gus Bradley's job it, ju- it just feels a funny one I mean Shaq Khan's come out and said he, he didn't want him basically he, he fired him so he could go be with his family for Christmas and relax I don't know if this was a reaction to the Rams firing Jeff Fisher and so Maybe. they wanted to get into preparation for the coaching search because they already felt that they were competing with a team but um, it was an interesting timing on the decision 
I mean, the Jags have just been a mess, and we've known this for, this for weeks now. Uh, the yeah. worry things for the Texans is that um, you know they're up top in their division and, and they're fighting for it, but um, they they're on the hook for still it's like seventy two million for a contract for Brock Osweiler, and the crowd yeah. basically cheered when he was benched in, yeah, like, I saw in that. the second quarter, and it's just like well, that's going to be. I mean, how does he go and play for them again? Um, it's harsh, isn't it? Yeah, it's really harsh, and you, know, you just don't know what's going to going to happen going forward. And you know, I'm not sure Tom Savage will be the answer. For, for um, no. future, but I suppose we shouldn't be that surprised that O'Brien's got another quarterback controversy on his hands. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, the good, good high-scoring game in uh, in Arizona this uh, this week. Unfortunately, the Cardinals couldn't quite pick up the win. It was the uh, the Saints who won this one, forty-eight points to forty-one. Um, every time the Saints thought they had it had it won, the uh, the Cardinals seemed to score again, and it was a uh, it was a really good, uh, really good game that that uh, stayed close throughout. But uh, Drew Brees had a hell of a game, three hundred eighty nine passing yards. It's and like Palmer's he's a good quarterback or something. It's 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 Crazy. quite remarkable. I mean, you know, he's a hell of a player, and the fact that he's still doing it almost feels a little bit like because of what's going on with um, the way their team structured and the fact that they, he's not had as many playoff success in the recent years and stuff that we've forgotten that he's as every bit as good as Manning and um, uh, Brady and he really yeah. really is remarkable and I think he's going to rack up another 5,000 yard season and he's just you know an incredible player that's stuck on a, a team deep in, in salary cap hell and, and with not enough talent yeah, um, San Francisco 49ers 13, Atlanta Falcons 41. Uh, the Falcons pretty dominant all the way through that game, uh, despite a couple of uh, second quarter touchdowns from the 49ers. Uh, good day for Devontae Freeman, three touchdowns, nearly 150 running yards as well. Falcons on a roll, and it has to be said, I think, think the 49ers m- might have a case to be the most depressed fan base in the country because at least there's a plan with the Browns and you can see where they're going. There's not even that with the 49ers and just yeah. no idea what's going to happen and in the offseason. But, you know, they won their opening game. Game and have just kept losing and no sign of it changing soon. Yeah, um, another back and forth game in San Diego as the Chargers faced the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders won this one sixteen, uh, sorry nineteen sixteen, uh, and it was a fourth quarter comeback from them uh, that, that won it in the end. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, which end, the game ended with a, with a Philip Rivers interception, and, and they just couldn't uh, couldn't turn it around. But it does mean, like we said earlier, that the uh, the Raiders make the, the playoffs for the first time in fourteen years. Yeah, and there were so many Raiders fans at this game that um, Philip Rivers had to go to a silent snap count at some point. Honestly, talking about it being seventy eighty percent Raiders fans from some of the reports. I've heard it's um, it tends to be, for, especially at this game we get in, in in San Diego. Yeah, so um, kind of a sad end to the Chargers, and we no idea what's going to have, happen to them in the off season. But mm. I'm really not sure that moving to LA is a great move for them because there's already a team there who aren't doing that well, and we'll see. But yeah, very yeah. sad. Yeah, um, and then the, uh, the the New England Patriots uh, beat the Denver Broncos sixteen points to three. Uh, New England they've obviously secured uh, top spot in AFC East for another year. Uh, believe it or not, Trevor Simeon got nearly a hundred a hundred more passing yards than Brady. But uh, yeah, on the ground, Deion Lewis couldn't uh, was he, he was obviously pretty dominant for the uh, for the Patriots and and. and uh, turned turned it over, and uh, I'm, I'm hearing it was there was some some pretty bad arguments in the uh, in the locker room after the game for the for the Broncos. Ah, I'm not. I, I mean, I haven't heard about that, but it doesn't necessarily surprise me. I mean, yeah. I, I sort of picked based on the fact that um, the Patriots will adapt and do whatever it is that you least and want them to do. And the the yeah. Broncos have struggled against the run this season with some of the losses they had from the defense, and yeah, it just came back to bite them. As we're recording on the Monday, we're going to go to uh, to future down to he'll uh, tell you all about the uh, the Panthers and the Redskins who uh, meet it's, well it, tonight. It's, it's the ghost of Monday Night Football future. <laughs> mm. 
Thanks, Dan of the Past. Yep, on Monday night, Carolina Panthers beat the Washington Redskins 26-15, largely thanks to the Redskins having no run offence whatsoever. Thanks, everyone. Merry Christmas. So there you go. What a surprise. Who'd have seen that one coming? I was surprised. <laughs> Were you surprised? Absolutely surprised, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for that, future Dan. The ball is loose. It's a fumble. Right, MG, it's time for us to have a look at what you've been writing about on the blog this week. So it's Christmas, so the schedules have been kind of a little bit all over the place, but you've uh, you've looked at contradictions this week across the league and uh, how similar situations are kind of treated differently. T- tell us a bit more about it. It, Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm having one of those weeks again because you know there's, it's Christmas and so there's family around and, and a house full of people and so I didn't quite get to the um, coaching tape that I wanted but um, <laughs> one of the things there was an interesting piece in the Kansas City Star I think I did link to it in the piece piece and I'll, I might tweet it later which was mm. talking about Tyreek Hill and his background and you know I've heard other people uncomfortable with the fact that you know here's this player who's having this phenomenal effect um, for the Chiefs but um, you know he was picked in the fifth round and so a lot of people said he was undraftable because um, he pleaded guilty to um, domestic uh, violence by strangulation Um, and he's in he's not gone to prison he's on like an anger he's got like a year's worth of um, anger management and protocols and things and like a three year suspended sentence and you've got him and then we've got the DUI with uh, Michael Floyd and it was just that we've heard before about the um, idea that um, your skill defines your opportunity and the leeway given to these players when it's for its advantage we've had it before with the kicker for the Giants and they were sort of standing by him until you know certain bits of of bad press came out enough that suddenly they dropped him like a bad smell and it was just trying to look at the contradictions and that and then turning it around also into the idea that football in itself is a a conflicting and contradicting sport to watch just because you know we celebrate um, the football but you know we worry about the violence and the cumulative effect and you look at someone like Richard Sherman who was busy talking out about um and how the NFL is a joke for for trying to protect the players and and what a joke first United football is and then did you see the hit that he laid on Jared Goff that took him out of the game and it's no, just I can't remember it he he basically he killed him um he he just in fairness Goff should have got out of bounds and he won't be doing that again in a thinking in a hurry because um Sherman just came off and in fairness it was a legal hit but but basically yeah. he, he, he Goff was heading to, thought he was heading to the end zone and um that doesn't happen on an NFL on an NFL field for free but um it was just trying to range through those different contradictions and trying to say it's okay I am large I contain contradictions because I even got a Walt Whitman quote in at the start <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's obviously Christmas, so the uh, like I said, I, I did mention obviously the uh, sheds a little, bit, a little bit all over the place. But are you uh, you going to be writing anything about anything this week? You're going to be looking at any game footage, anything like that? Um, I, I think I will. I just haven't. That, it's Monday. I haven't had a chance to even think about <laughs> it. I'm off for a couple of days. Um, back into the week, so I, I might actually get some time to sit down and watch some coaching tape and actually fulfil because I started with Richard Sherman and then life got on top of me. Nah, fair enough. Well, uh, for all of that and much more uh, from G, please make sure you uh, stay tuned to the blog. It can be found at thewrongfootball.com. And I'll try and do something cheerful for Christmas. <laughs> Are you ready for some football? Okay, it's penultimate week of the season then. Uh, it was week 16, so uh, it's, it's a bit of a funny one this weekend because you've got games on Christmas Eve, games on Christmas Day, uh, and a game, even a game on Boxing Day as well. So uh, let's have a look at uh, the uh, the games. It's also going to be a funny one because we're we're not picking the uh, the uh, the usual the, the usual way because the uh, the lines haven't been haven't been. Uh, so we'll be yet. picking we'll be picking normally uh, uh, at yeah. the time of the weekends on the blog. But yes, uh, yes, for the purposes of the podcast, we should just be giving leans leans to um, sides yeah. and, and and predictions for the game. That's it. 
So the first game on Thursday night, these guys will be uh, be happy. They're uh, they get to uh, to miss playing on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Uh, the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles, a uh, divisional game, not quite as big as it perhaps would have or might have thought it would have been at the uh, beginning of the season. But I think I th- oh, this is this is only going to go one way, isn't it? This has got the Giants written all over it. I think so. Yeah. So you know, we'll be looking for either a big line to give the Eagles points at home, but yeah, I, I suspect yeah. the Giants are going to be winning this one. Yeah. Um, first, the six o'clock games or, or one o'clock if you're uh, if you're in America uh, or certainly on the east side of America. Um, the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. I, uh, I mean, usually I pick the uh, the Dolphins because I I just have to in the uh, in the in the in our competition. <laughs> but I actually genuinely think the Dolphins are going to do this one. I'll be interested to see what the line is. The Bills, I'm finding it so hard to predict, and I'm slightly worried about your rush defense versus Shady McCoy because everybody seems to be struggling to stop Shady McCoy. Yeah. But um, I think I'm leaning Dolphins to win unless the line does something daft, and I shall stop saying that or I'll be saying that for all the games. <laughs> uh, Jets, Patriots. This has got to be Patriots, isn't it? I can't uh, see the Jets doing that. Yeah, much. yeah, no, you, you think um, the Jets season is done, and yeah, I'd go Patriots for that one. Yeah, uh, Titans Jaguars. Jaguars. Do you think they could, they could have a bit of a bounce of a, of a of a well, a new interim head coach? See, I'm, I I want to pick the Titans, uh, and so the Titans will lose to a bouncing Jaguars. But I don't think <laughs> that there's I don't think there's time, and I'm not convinced by. I think no. there's a bigger shake up. So yeah, it's yeah. going to be. I think I think the Tennessee. I this think one. it's the wrong end of the season for, as well to have a coach bounce. I'm not a big believer of it in American football because there's just too much to do. It's not like football where you've got games lots of time and lots of training time it, it's yeah. it's a different structured sport mm. this one will almost certainly look Christmas even if uh, even if it's there's no not a lot of goodwill going around uh, it's the uh, the Vikings and the Packers uh, facing each other on, uh, on on Christmas Eve yeah and in in Lambo isn't it so I suspect um, mm. I, I, I think with the way things have gone and expect a reaction from the Vikings from last week but yeah I, I would expect the Packers to be running away yeah. with that one yeah, I think it will be. Um, you think this is the uh, this week's the uh, the Browns' chance to pick up a win, don't you, against the against the Chargers? The Chargers just seem to have fallen back to finding ways to lose. Um, the injuries last week to Gordon and um, Joey Bosa, and the Browns at home. I think this is this is the one. This is the mm. one I've said for a couple of weeks. And if if you know, I wouldn't wish any team to go in sixteen. So you know, for their sake, I hope this is the one. Yeah, um, Washington and Chicago again. This is going to be a bloody cold one. Uh, what do you think on that one? I think this this is. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be Washington, hasn't it? This I think the Bears might make it close again, and that be worth watching the line for because the Bears yeah. seem to have been getting, getting all right results. But yeah, I think yeah. Washington will win. Um, how about the Falcons and the Panthers? I just I'm finding the Panthers a little hard to predict because they seem to be keep playing better than I expecting, and then they don't. But um, yeah. I think at home a division rival against the Falcons, I could. See the Panthers beating them, but then the Falcons beat them last year, and they are doing very well. So I'm leaning Falcons, but um, that will be an interesting line. Yeah, getting on to the nine o'clock games on uh, on Christmas Eve, then just as uh, Santa's starting to um, take flight, um, Indianapolis Colts uh, and the Oakland Raiders. Uh, ooh, this could be a good game. I think I think the Raiders will do it, but I think this could be a good game. Um, I don't know what to do with the Colts. They're one of my teams. That I'm like, it depends which ones turns up. But yeah, I, I think I'm leaning Raiders. Yeah, um, Buccaneers and Saints. That, Couple of good quarterbacks. Yeah, that could be a good game, um, particularly with the Saints. You know, coming back to life this week, welcoming yeah. the Bucks. Yeah, I, could be some yardage in this. Yeah, there could be some yardage in this, and a chance to watch Drew Brees. So, yeah, definitely, definitely one to keep an eye on for you. Um, I think I'm leaning Bucks, but I can equally see Saints. I, that's going to really depend on the line. Yeah, um, the. Cardinals face the Seahawks. Seahawks, nothing to play for. Already in Cardinals, probably aren't going to make it. 
Yeah, um, you, the Cardinals probably going to keep it close, but I think I back Seahawks to win because they're at home. Yeah, I think you're uh, you're probably right there. Forty um, Niners Rams again. If if Forty Niners are going to are going to um, have a chance to put another one. Can on we the, have uh, a have a UK style nil nil draw in this one? I mean, this, this <laughs> is, I have no idea what's going on in this game. Neither team are playing well. Somebody has to win it, um, unless it's a tie. But yeah. Yeah, it I don't. It, I just don't want to pick that one. That one's going to be entirely line dependent. That's it. Um, the late game on on the Christmas Eve is your Bengals playing the Texans. Um, I'm so, I, I don't know which way this is going to go. This could go either way. I have no faith in this game at all. <laughs> I just yeah, yeah no. Um, I'm guessing um, the Bengals will flatter and keep it close but I think the Texans might win particularly if they start Tom Savage and he continues to do better than Osweiler yeah um, Christmas Day you get the uh, you get the uh, the lovely game of Baltimore Ravens against the Pittsburgh Steelers again this this could be a good one yeah no and um, this is a huge game if nothing else for the um, result of the um the, the the division so um, I don't know if we'll be covering it in next week's pod but I will certainly be watching it because this should be a crack yeah I think it certainly will be. Uh, Denver Broncos and Kansas City Chiefs again on Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Day. No, that one's on Boxing Day. Is this Boxing Day? Yeah, Monday 26th, 01 or 30. Ah, it's like Saturday morning. It, it, yeah. It's 01.30 in the morning. So yeah, this is still Christmas Day, <laughs> but our Boxing Day. And I don't know, I want to say Chiefs, but they just lost to the Titans. Yeah. But the Broncos haven't been very good. Um, no. I think I lean Chiefs, but yeah, not sure. I think this will be that will be a pretty close one, um, and then Boxing Day. Uh, this one's definitely Boxing Day. Detroit Lions and the, and the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, again, this is another one that could be a good game, but I, th- I think the I think the Cowboys are going to going to uh, going to do it and going to cement their home field advantage for the uh, for the postseason. I think I'm leaning that way myself, but um, it, you could there are ways that the Lions could do it, particularly as it's indoors in Dallas. So so you know you've not got weather to be involved, and particularly with. Yeah. Um, uh, Stafford's fing- finger injury obviously not playing in a cold will help there but w- w- I'm not sure how that game's going to go absolutely well, well there we go we'll have to uh, have to see how what uh, Christmas brings us I felt that one way up here well that's all we've got time for this week for this episode of the Wrong Football Podcast thank you so much for joining us we'll be back again next week when we'll be looking at, at week 16's games as well as making our picks for the final week of the regular season in the meantime, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast to get it delivered straight to your uh, inbox each and every Thursday night. And also make sure you check out the blog to keep up with what G's been up to during the week. And that's at thewrongfootball.com. If you want to get in touch, make sure you either drop us a line to uh, an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com or find either G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at twfdan. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic Christmas and we'll see you again next week. Merry Christmas! 